Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. May I have your attention, please? You need passion. You need desire. You need want. We play with that passion. We play together. We play for each other. And we play to win. We are Notre Dame. Welcome back to Irish Illustrated International. Jacob McGrath and reporter Len Clark back to preview Notre Dame taking on the Navy midshipmen in South Bend on Saturday. Len, you alluded to on our pod on Monday that this Navy game is different to any other, both from a mental aspect and the physical physical expectation uh, this game requires. But also, Len, this the continuation of this rivalry, the friendly rivalry uh, between these two institutions. And as our resident encyclopedia of Notre Dame history, could you introduce from a historical aspect the nature of this rivalry and also just your thoughts heading into this one? Well, good to talk with you again, JP. The Notre Dame Navy game goes back to 1927 when Newt Rockney got the game going. It's been played, I think, in 11 different locations. They've played in Cleveland, Ohio, Philadelphia, the Meadowlands in New York, Washington, D.C., Jacksonville, Florida, San Diego. Uh, South Bend, but they've never played in Annapolis, and they were supposed to do that uh, after the game in Dublin last year was canceled, but then COVID had other plans and shut that out. But it's my favorite game of the year, Uh, just the pageantry, the tradition, the excellence. But if it wasn't for Navy, Notre Dame would have had to close its doors back in World War II. Navy had a program called the V-12 program, which trained officers, and they had it at locations around the country at different schools. And so the midshipmen brought cadets or midshipmen to Notre Dame to study. And if it wasn't for the Navy paying, Notre Dame probably would have closed its doors, and who knows if they would have reopened again. So Father Hesburgh, the longtime president at the University of Notre Dame that built the school into an academic institution of higher learning, said there is an open invitation for Navy to play Notre Dame as long as they would like. Hesburgh had a little affinity to the Naval uh, Academy as well as Navy because he wanted to be a Navy chaplain during World War II, but a superior said, nope, you're going to go to Rome and get a PhD. So <laughs> so just a little history on the Notre Dame-Navy game. And that's, 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 the, uh, that's the, again, the pageantry of this. Navy aren't a... Uh... It's sort of not like a USC rivalry where the, the schools are kind of rooted in, in a sporting tradition, but a, a, a fantastic rivalry of mutual respect. It really feels like, and it feels like whenever you're, you're previewing these games against the service academies, they're such different games because they can always, always on the triple option. So it's going to be a hell of a lot of running of the football, always start up upperclassmen. You, I believe uh, you have to, the midshipmen must adhere to the military fitness standards. So you're not going to see any 350 pound linemen. Uh, running around the field, but it's a lot of misdirection, especially with that defense. You know, it's, it feels like this defense always is having the physical games at the moment. But a team which is probably going to run the ball near eighty times, not going to throw it. It's a it's a mental thing, right, for this defense. Then it's staying on, being gap gap sound, controlling their assignments, and not letting them take any big ones off. 
And the timing of the game is really not advantageous for Notre Dame. If they open the season against Navy like they did in 2012 when they uh, took on Navy in Dublin, you know, you can prepare just for that one game and then you have the rest of the, the season just to face your traditional offenses and defenses. But with Navy, you have to stop everything that you've been preparing for. You can't carry that over into the Virginia game next week, which is a very crucial game for the Fighting Irish. So just imagine going 100 miles an hour, having to stop on a dime and change everything. Uh, JP, I was talking with uh, some colleagues and describing the the Navy triple offense, the flex bone, is like football's version of calculus. (laughs) It's got so many different formations going on. And I, I talked to J.D. Bertrand, and it's about vision. It's about trying to find where that ball is. And so in my prediction for Irish Illustrated, I said, imagine playing in front of 60,000 fans doing a 60-minute intensive workout blindfolded. That's <laughs> what it's going to be like for the Fighting Irish. It's so weird because it's the triple option because you know, the, the quarterback's going to take it. I mean, the, the running back's going to take it, the fullback's. You know, it's trying to cancel out one of these options because if they if they can get these three options working and can utilize some play action passes, they're in for a long game. They have struggled a bit this year. They're two and six, um, but they've had some they've had some close games. I think offensively they've they've struggled, but they held Cincinnati. I think they were twenty eight point underdogs and only lost by a touchdown. I mean, the first touchdown drive for that Cincinnati game from Navy, classic Navy, thirteen plays, seventy nine yards, seven minutes off the clock. <laughs> so like, throw, throw the record. Drive, Long drives. That's the game. Yeah, just throw the records out once again. This is Notre Dame Navy. Outside of their annual game with Army, this is the game that they circled on the calendars. This is their Super Bowl, and this is a way to really salvage a season. And like I said, it's one of my favorite games because the midshipmen are going pro, not necessarily in football, but they're going pro for the United States to serve uh, their country. And as you said, the pageantry, Notre Dame, with the mutual respect, will go down and stand behind the Navy players when they sing their alma mater. The Naval players will do the same. So it's just, it's everything right about college football. But we focus so much on the triple option. We haven't talked about the Navy defense. Mm. I describe the, uh, the Navy defense as these are a bunch of hornets that are trying to protect their nest. Mm. And they are going to compete. And the real question is, is will Notre Dame's offense be up-tempo enough to do what they've done the past couple of games Uh, because they're not going to have that many chances on the field because Navy will run up that ball and and take that time off the clock. And I also made the prediction that the team that controls the third quarter controls their destiny. Now, Notre Dame is traditional for saying, hey, we want the ball immediately. If Notre Dame wins the toss, It'll be interesting to find out if Brian Kelly will defer so that they can get the ball because getting possessions, especially in the second half, will be crucial in this game. Especially with the, the Cincinnati game, their sort of closest game they've played thus far. They, 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 they really, early on, uh, frightened Cincinnati. But in the third quarter, I think they, they, they let up 14 answered points and they were kind of always chasing the game. But you, you alluded to there, the defence, they, they played some heck of a game. So that Cincinnati game... They held the, the, the Bearcats to 10 rushing yards in the first half. Um, the, the defensive corner, a bit like Marcus Freeman, likes to run some stunts and multiple looks, some sort of crazy blitz packages. They got pressure to Des Ritter. They're going to be trying getting pressure to, to Jack Cohn, especially. Um, they, 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 they won last weekend against Tulsa, but it's a Tulsa team that had, I think, ranked 21st in total yards, and they held them to 10 offensive, 
offensive points if you uh, if you disregard the uh, the special teams touchdown. So yeah, the 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 offense it has to continue. Whether the tempo will work, I'm not too sure. Um, I think this could be a game where we see more Tyler Butler. Um, I think this defense will have success in getting to Jack Cohn and, and pressuring him. So I think in recent weeks we've seen Jack stay in the game and uh, make plays, but I think in this one I could see I could see more of more of Tyler Butler to keep the keep the defense on on its toes here. If we can, let's go back to the Notre Dame defense. You're not going to see a lot of nickel and dime packages because Navy doesn't throw the ball. Now exactly. I do think they'll come out with a couple of pass plays to kind of keep Notre Dame honest, if you will. Look for a couple of double passes, some trickery. Notre, uh, that Navy has not shown to any opponent this year. So I think you're going to see a lot of substitutions constantly. Uh, will J.D. Bertrand get 60 snaps in this game? I don't think so because they want to keep everybody fresh. You're going to see a lot of new legs in the ballgame, a lot of new faces. And it, it would be interesting from a communication standpoint and just from a transition standpoint, you know, who is going to win that battle. But Notre Dame does have an advantage this year. Uh, walk-on preferred quarterback Chase Ketterer, a local product out of New Prairie High School in New Carlisle, Indiana, it's between Laporte and South Bend, was recruited. He ran the triple option in high school. And so he has been running this this entire week. We had a chance to talk to him on Tuesday. And so he brings in that, that acumen, that experience that he could talk to not only the offensive players, but the defensive players. Also, in talking to J.D. Bertrand the other day, his team ran the triple option in high school. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an offense that a lot of high schools are running because uh, running the football is a way to, uh, to win games, especially if you don't have a good passing game. So yeah. uh, the real key is just mental mistakes, just playing physical and matching that physicality with the opposition and, and scoring early and holding on to the ball. Exactly. Well, in, in, in their win last week against Tulsa, they, they had no passing completions. <laughs> they, they attempted it three times and they didn't get a single passing completion and they won the game. They've, they've tried to add in some sort of shorter passing concepts and crossing routes, but they haven't been explosive enough. They, don't, they haven't been able to generate explosive plays. I think they've only had one game over 25 points. What teams are doing defensively against the triple option is we want to go man-to-man with the receivers because you're expecting the run. If you play zone, I think that's where you can sometimes get, get, get opened up by this and when they can trick you with the passes. Play man-to-man. Trust your corners to be better than these slot backs that they have, these sort of gadget kind of wide receivers, and then trust that front seven um, to get after them. But, hey, listen, I'm, I'm really excited for this game. I'm, I'm gutted it's not going to be, be in Dublin. The, the McGraths in, in London are planning a trip over, but I'm sure we're definitely going definitely to go over. And one other thing then, special teams, I think, could be a factor oh. here. Yeah, maybe, maybe. You know, maybe, maybe he's got a good kicker, but not a great kicker. But yeah. special teams definitely. Notre Dame has the advantage, and that could play into this game as well. Yeah, because they've had they've had some some low moments, some some block kicks, some bad punts. They had a ninety four yarder against Tulsa they gave up last week, but they went out and kicked an onside kick against Cincinnati and recovered it in the fourth quarter and had a time had a chance to tie the game. So, as, as you say every week, Glenn, this is Notre Dame. This is the the staple for everyone coming in here. They've got nothing to lose. Irish have everything to lose. We've just seen those playoff rankings. Irish down at 10 uh, needs need to keep on winning uh, if they're going to have any chance getting into the college football playoff. And it would so, be nice to see quarterback Jack Cohen have a big passing day because Navy's defense is, is not that great against the pass. Notre Dame has talented wide receivers. So Lorenzo Styles, you know, here's a chance for him to really have a career game as well. But I think Jack Cohen, if he has the protection in the pocket, 
he can sit back there and just take the ball up and down the field against the midshipmen and have a big passing game. And that's what I think we need Notre Dame to do to, to really start preparing for the latter half of this schedule. We know they can run the ball. You want a spotlight Kyron Williams, but if you can mix it up with the run and the pass, I think that's just going to be as effective as the triple option is against Notre Dame. Exactly. And we're going to start having some one eye on other fixtures. I know Wake Forest are playing UNC this weekend. Can't believe they're ranked above us, but literally that's a conversation all the time. And also it seems that these light shows and recruiting weekends are working. We spoke about this guy called Drake Bowen in the Summerland, a local kid that you really liked. He committed five-star yesterday. Let's keep on rising up those recruiting rankings. And uh, Yeah, that's yeah. huge. That is huge. And then the first college football playoffs came out and Notre mm-hmm. Dame ranked number 10, I think a little bit low, but that's only the first one. Yep. And uh, the speculation, you know, some people were asking where Notre Dame might end up. Uh, right now, there are predictions that it could be in the Peach Bowl against Wake Forest. And right now, Wake Forest is undefeated. But as I said, hey, let's not worry about that right now. It's a game against Navy. I'm even more worried about Virginia and the health of Notre Dame coming out of this game. So a big key is to come out of this game healthy and still have a little gas in the gas tank to play for next week. Uh, and then you've got uh, one more game back at home against Georgia Tech. And then on the road at Stanford, which is always a tough place to play. Uh, David Shaw's a great coach. He's had Brian Kelly's number throughout his career. Uh, but right now, as we've talked about on the program, Notre Dame is in the driver's seat. They control their own destiny. And it'll be interesting to see what happens on Saturday at Notre Dame Stadium. You're going to go from a team that doesn't throw the ball at all to Virginia next week, but they throw it 60 times. It's going to be a, it's going to be a fun week to analyze this defense, Len. But we'll be back on Monday to hopefully recap another Notre Dame victory. Uh, and Clark, do you want to say something? And, and remember, it's football's version of calculus, the triple option. <laughs> there you go. And I hate calculus, so I hate Navy as well. <laughs> Len, great to talk to you. We'll be back on Monday. Uh, hopefully to recap another Notre Dame victory. And as always, go Irish. Podcast Network.